Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie... The best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What's up, guys? Freddie Kraft here, and we're back from Daytona. Well, most of us are, anyway. After last night's wild end of the Daytona 500, TJ and I are here to break it down. We'll cover how in the world Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500, the big one early, Bubba Wallace's big week, and much more. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car, the one truck, no Xfinity. And I did have an ARCA race, one-time deal with uh, a 73 car, but not not as full of a studio today. But <laughs> what's, what's up, Freddie Kraft? I just want to know, if you can you pronounce your ARCA driver's name by any chance? Yeah. Can you? Oh, yeah. you probably raced with him on Tuesday. I didn't right? race. I mean, uh, and on a sim deal. Or no, that's Zacharias. Jan Kowiak. That's very what? good. Yep. Yeah, I, Jan yeah. Kowiak. Yeah, Andy I'm, J. I was uh, I was in a spelling bee, but I'm all right. At spelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right you, at spelling. Can you use it in a sentence. <laughs> I can use it as a noun. Yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, uh, Jeb Burton, and Derek Krause. I had Drew Dollar in the Arca race, also. So it was a pretty busy speed weeks. <laughs> you that, tore up a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got on. I, didn't, I, yeah, I think it, every car you spotted for is No, fun. I had a 
uh, second place in Arca Race, second in the duel. Oh, he did. Oh, he was like the only. Oh, then no, no. Wrecked, yeah, okay. And then Kraus wrecked. I the end of that Arca jab. Race was very uneventful. Yeah. It was pretty much like the cup race, except they the cup guys decided to wreck. All, all right. just single file. But we need to we need to get better at these intros. Hey guys, I'm Casey Boat here. We're just surprised we're you're here. Our way there. We're, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're, we're getting surprised there. We first I'm had to go here. through the guy that's missing. I know. Oh, I, everybody needs to tweet at Brett Griffin and have him explain why he's not in the studio today. And while you're tweeting him, you can follow his Twitter timeline and probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um or messages at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so we get home late. Freddie gets home about an hour before me, and I'm sure Freddie's probably laying on the couch watching TV or something. I get home, I take a shower, and in the shower, my phone is just going off, and I'm like, somebody's in trouble or something. <laughs> and I go look at the phone, and it's Brett, just message after message after message. And I, it, his grammar was pretty good. Um, it was better than I thought I it was going to be. I thought he was sober. I'm kind of impressed. Brett doesn't text at that time in the morning sober. He's got practice. This is true. But, okay, Siri. I thought that he had, like, a meeting that he had to take care of. Oh, he did. He was just at 4 a.m., that's all. I think he does at some point today. I'm working full-time, and I'm here, but Brett is still drunk somewhere in Daytona. So My favorite message was the last one. What did it say? Well, it was the one, hate to do this, guys, but I'm oh, not going to make tomorrow. it. <laughs> at 4.14 a.m., <laughs> he just gets done grilling everybody about what we need to do and all this stuff. Then he then he follows it up with a hate to do this, but I'm not gonna He's make like, it. He must have looked at the clock. <laughs> well well, we didn't we did not fit Brett Griffin timeline because it's eight hours. It's always eight hours. So from if when he, he lays was, down? From, yeah, I mean if he doesn't get eight huh. hours of sleep, he's not functional. So if he was t- texting us at four o'clock, it's we would have had to make the show noon yeah. just for him to be awake. He, and it just, he could have gotten Is eight that hours his math? Asleep? Like if I don't lay down, I'm telling two. you, when we're out, like we're out hanging out somewhere and we gotta, you know, we gotta be up the next day, like we'll be, you know, have a couple drinks or whatever, and I'll start seeing bread on his fingers, like counting hour. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I just got, got if I gotta be up at ten, I gotta go to bed. Like, you know, and he starts <laughs> counting hours. So <laughs> if anybody is still in Daytona keeping an out for Brett, he could be on the street somewhere. Probably sitting outside the Oyster Pub, if I had to guess. <laughs> but anyway, Speed Weeks, or Speed, I guess it's Speed, speed Five Days week. now. Well, it's still Speed Weeks, because there was a lot of racing going on there with the dirt track and uh, New Samaritan and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for so. sure. Lots um, of racing. So There's a lot of lot of interesting it stuff. It started that off, last week. the very first night of the at the asphalt track started off great with the Modifieds, with a couple guys getting into it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Priest and John McKenzie and Tommy yeah. Baldwin's car, they had a little... They had a little, and that carried over for like the next four or five races as well, and then it kind of got interesting again at the end. But Uh, um, you can't forget like sprint car racing before that. Yeah, it was was a speed weeks. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. With between the all stars and all that stuff. So you, uh, you didn't say you were spotting for Haley Deegan last week. I did not. Nobody asked me either. Well, how was that? (laughs) I got a a ton of comments asking. uh, I still hear somebody. Yeah, who's laughing? Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that's Lee. Haley. I thought that was you. That's, ha- that's Haley laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, so. How was that? It was fine. Uh, she did everything I asked her to do. Kind of, uh, we had that, there was a wreck off of two. and You predicted the future, apparently. Yeah, I guess, something like that. We had talked about it. We had a few meetings for and We had talked about if we weren't in stage points and we were coming to the end of the stage, there is no reason to be running up there, coming to the start-finish line. If you're not running the top 10 or don't have a chance to get in the top 10 right there, 
save your truck. I mean, you want to finish the race. So we had, um, that was kind of in the game plan the whole time, but she was fine. Like, I can't tell you how many times, I mean, almost every lap I'm like, you know, be prepared out of four, make sure you're planning ahead. You can push up getting somebody because a lot of people get in trouble in turn four in Daytona. Like a lot of people do that just sneaks up on them. And, um, but she did really, really good. Uh, just riding around kind of, we were just kind of staying right behind the pack and three trucks were going around the outside and we were going to just follow them and kind of stay behind the pack a little bit. And as soon as she opened up the wheel, the, uh, the three truck checked up because of the speedy drive. We were on lap three of this run. And when we went back green, I'm like, all right, when you come off turn two, there's going to be a big dust cloud. Just keep going. It's just going to be dirty and two or three laps. It'll be gone. It'll be fine. Don't panic. So she's fine, everything, and then somebody hits the speedy dry a little bit more on on the, um, I believe it was the third lap of that run, and Jordan Anderson just lifts out of nowhere and just panics. She has to lift and turn the wheel, and that's just something you can't do there. And I hate to say it, but you, it's just bad timing and like kind of lack of experience on her part, not knowing what the truck would do. I mean, if it was me, I probably would have turned him. <laughs> I would have turned him there than spin myself. But no, she did fine. Otherwise, I thought uh, I thought she listened well and she didn't get worked up and um, was pretty smooth all night. I thought a lot smoother than your guy. My truck race went great. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My truck race was over before the start finish line because James <laughs> Busher apparently has never been to a race before, although he's got a truck championship and he's got a truck win or Xfinity win there. Yeah, I mean he literally. There, I don't. I never saw. The race was there? The yeah. Was there a video? Was there any video? I never saw a video of it. But he literally just. We all. Somebody. One of the. Who was the fifteen? Was that Gray? Is that? Yeah. Gray. Yeah. yeah. Gray missed a shift or something or broke a transmission, and never really got going. But like the guys around Gray kind of got sorted out around him, and then. But we yeah. checked up a little bit, and we're on the bottom. I mean, it's the start of the race, so What yeah, are you like, going to do? Where are you going? And you're not going to get lapped. Busher just never checks up drives straight through the back of I think it was Gus Dean and drives him into the side of our truck and just like just tears the whole right side of the truck up and then we just continued to cut tires cut tires yeah. they couldn't get it clear you know and eventually I I kind of got annoyed and I was like man I'm tired of watching Derek spin out in front of the whole field eventually like Spencer Boyd came within inches of just t-boning Derek and I was like man, we don't need to keep sending him out here to, to yeah. potentially get hurt but I ha- we have to take a break from Speed Weeks for one second, because I was listening to last week's episode of the Dale Jr. Download. And what I don't a know, great podcast. I don't know if you got to listen. There was a producer on there that said he has been very excited. He's been waiting all this time to work on a real show finally. Uh, talking oh. about, I don't know what his name was. I believe it was Jason Schultz. So they said something. They, of course, Dale and Mike take jabs at us. And then Schultz agrees with them and says... Oh, he's, he's been all excited in. to work on a real show finally. We I've been calling this for a long time. He's been he is all about him and Donor are all about the donor download. It's all they're all about it. I didn't say the real show thing. They said it. I just have to We have agree to with move it. our recording times to fit Jason's time to go this work on true. this show. This is true. <laughs> so hey, it's not about getting all of us here at the same time. It's, it's about when Jason's schedule frees up because He's Lord knows what deer tracks donors looking at in a field thinking it's a straightaway. <laughs> I believe this is a flag stand. That's a deer yeah. stand. <laughs> oh, look over here. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna. I it's think... okay, Jason. We we know the priority. It's here. fine now. It's, it's fine. fine. So yeah, uh, resumes, please. Yeah. Resumes. Yeah. I've got a few of them way. in my DMs. Um, once once 
he's going to be in bad shape when Dillner comes back and they drop him like a bad habit. He'll be out of work. So. <laughs> Dillner went from the producer to like like talent all of a sudden. Oh, well, it's he's a talented J- guy. Jason's on his way there. Honestly, it's on. It's crazy I thought he was, whatever. but now he pissed me off. So we're gonna we're gonna no, we're gonna he, bash him. He a little is bit. talent. He he has become the spotlight. <laughs> hey, of I want to be a talent. I'm a, I guess I just need a. A fedora and a three XL <laughs> flannel, and I'm good. You need that green puffy jacket. <laughs> that, yeah, that. Um, how Back about how about Jason? Thing. Your tweet. Um, Which one? Your McUltra <laughs> tweet. Oh yeah, that's so, what. DJD's got a new sponsor, some beer company that Brett likes. And I like too. So I don't I was see promoting you. Them. I don't see you giving props to any of us or any of our sponsors. If I sell my house, which I no own, if I sell my apartment or Try offer pad, yeah. I will for sure plug off her pad. But the whole thing is a strategy. I'm on that show to promote our show. People are going to listen okay, to DJ. Well, you, 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 you did not promote promo- our show yeah, very well you, last you week. You just stopped talking about it. it. They're going to hear my presence. Be like, this kid is so cool. I can't wait to listen to his other producing podcast. And then he's uh, going to come to DBC. I hope you're us. right. Jason's priorities are this. The Dale Jr. download with Delner because he's like the shadow for Delner. And then he's like he's that. like the donkey to Shrek for exactly. Sure. That's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how that works. Donor like, it's like, Shrek. Hey, you know, and Jason's like, hey, <laughs> hey, what do you think about this, Donor? Hey, what do you think about this? Like, and then we're not even second. Yeah. We're not even second. He does that. Oh yeah, that that redhead, red yeah, redhead, wrecking, whatever. I don't we know. We know what where it is. your priorities stand. Yeah, yeah, with that, Andrew. So next week we're gonna make it real difficult to schedule the show. And oh, you're really? just gonna yeah. have to adjust. Actually, Jason, I'm gonna start clearing my throat more. Did you hear what <laughs> Dale said about Brett on DJD? No. He said um, I was promoting DBC, so I wrote a script for him to read, and he and this was off script, but he was like, "Freddie's going to talk about Bubba, TJ's going to talk about Joey, and Brett's going to talk about himself." I mean, that <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Honestly, we should. Uh, I was thinking about this last night. We should clip all of his tweets and mm-hmm. just put them on the wall because it's always like there's nothing good. It's always about himself, <clears throat> how he feels. Sorry. Was that specifically for Jason? The clearing of your throat. <laughs> Uh, that was actually a good one. Oh. Hey, are you we are we talking about Haley Jason again? What she said about the race? Uh, no, I no. took okay. that out. Okay, so I mean, do you want to bring that up? No, I just saying. I thought she did a good job, Freddie. What's your point of her? Yeah, I mean, I didn't trust me. Our goal I, was I, to I did be, not. I did not see much of the race because I was busy spinning out. <laughs> so I didn't really get our to watch goal her was whole to lot. be quiet right around right around the bottom and see where you know get maybe race a little bit at the end if we needed to. Like, like we talked about when people are out there, we talked about this last week with Joey Gase. When you're out there trying to learn and stuff, the best thing to do is not have any. Don't, don't stand do out. Don't, yeah, stand don't do out. anything. Just right and, around. And like she, there's nothing that I read that's you know she did anything wrong. Obviously yeah. she spun out, but it wasn't her fault. Um, so yeah, I'm and I have to give her props because she has a ton of eyes on her as a girl, as somebody who's starting in the truck series, like a a ton of pressure. And I think she did yeah, a great I job mean, I, for. I was uh, even after she spun out. I, I mean, she wasn't really worked up. She was like very calm. Um, she's off to a good start. So hopefully, we can just go have some. Like Freddie said, we just need to go have some quiet runs. Like you know, we're you know let's. Try to finish the same for top 15. Okay, we got that. Now let's aim for the top 10. You know, let's just little steps at a time. Um, like you said, everyone's watching, but I, I mean, I was impressed by her. I thought she did good. Are you spotting for the, her the rest of the season or when That's you the plan. You know, this is how it goes, though. I leave one truck and it wins. Um, you know, I left Ben, and Ben's been in position at Daytona almost every year to win that race at some point near the end. So 
I knew he would be a factor anyway. Finally, he finally dropped a dead weight and got himself a win. <laughs> I know. Basically. It. He finally did it. So. I don't know who felt worse. I don't know who felt worse about it. My new crew chief, Matt, or TJ, like I know. I, so <laughs> Freddie's crew chief left Ben as well, uh, to go work with Derek and I left to spot for Haley and I text him after the race. I'm like, Man, we look dumb, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I and uh he was pretty down. But no, I think um, you know, great job on for Ben and them guys and and uh, TJ Bell, I mean, that's the new spotter for him. <laughs> that's his, that was awesome for TJ. Yeah, I mean, do he? Do you think Ben hired TJ just so he didn't have to remember somebody else's name? <laughs> yeah. So we talked about. I started calling him TJ 2.0 because I was <laughs> helping him find somebody, and it was kind of easy. This would be a good transition, man. It's like you're talking to me. And uh, no, it, it was good though. But yeah, no, you, you Haley talk, did good. You talk about people that that want to remain quiet. And somebody else that did a really good job re- remaining quiet and didn't make any noise in any of the races was Derek Cope, I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to see what was going to happen if we got within, like, 10 to go and he was up near the front. Because didn't that – didn't – 10 to go? He was I throwing we were, blocks before the start-finish line. <laughs> Weren't we uh, – we shouldn't have to because you can't pass for the start-finish line. Well, he was trying. <laughs> um, didn't he make a comment about if we get down to the end, they better watch yeah. out? Is like, that what he said? Yeah. He did say something like he, that. We didn't. We needed to, at the beginning to watch out. That was the problem. <laughs> Maybe he had he, the last backwards. He, he re, so we all had to drop to the tail. Obviously, William went to the back for a backup car. Yeah, we got a failed tech, and Cheaters. Brad was behind us. I, I, did he wreck? Yeah, no. I don't. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He wrecked. Yeah. yeah. So Brad was. Garrett. So I just told Bubba. I said we're gonna follow the twenty four here because he's gonna go around the fifteen. Well, we go to go around him, and the fifteen just runs uh, Byron in the wall like a. Halfway down the front stretch. Yeah. So we all stack up. We get damaged. Brad gets damaged. I'm like, what the hell? Two laps later, we try to go around him again with a big run. Same thing. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, get the hell out of here. We got to get away from this guy. Yeah. And then I think, I guess maybe when he hit Byron or got, you know, I don't know if he got a rub or something, but somebody said he cut a tire and wrecked. Thank God. Got him out of there. You can't drive like that in the beginning. I mean, and then not only that, but the damn, uh, the duel. Like he's parked on the bottom, yeah. we go oh, yeah. flashing by him on the last lap of the duel. I thought that was going to oh, be oh, that was hellacious wreck. Yeah, that and uh, that you guys were all catching Truex at about thirty mile an hour difference <laughs> was a little scary because that's a obviously that's a spot where the runs happen. Massive, yeah. I know that's the worst spot you can catch somebody. There was a moment where I thought Jamie McMurray was going to get slaughtered by Denny, really? like right towards last uh, last night towards the end. It was. Rough. Sorry, I have no but, idea. Yeah, good job. Jamie did a really good job, though. Yep. I had to look a couple times. I'm like, 77, oh, yeah, that's McMurray. Because he kind of laid back. He let everybody do the racing in front of him. Like, he sat there in that 13th, 14th, 15th spot and just kept a little bit of a gap. And I don't know where he ended up. Do you know where he ended up? No. It, but he drove a very smart race. So um, you could tell Jamie, he's obviously a very good He's also he's a very good restricted plate racer, and it showed again last night. So I guess since Brett isn't here, I want to know what do you think he would say about Daytona? What comments would he have about the race? Or? Oh, about the whole week. He has something to complain about. Something about the rain. Something about the. Uh, first thing he would say was the three o'clock start time was dumb. Yes, which I don't. We'll I get don't, to that reaction. I don't theater. disagree with. Yep. Um. He would say that he did a great job spotting for Jeb Burton on Saturday night. He did, yes. Um, he did Absolutely. a great job there. He also did a great job with Kaz. Yeah, he did a great yeah. job with getting Kaz in the race. Basically, by spotter around. of the week, honestly. Um, yeah. Um, but that's about it. And that we went to the Oyster Pub. That would pretty much cover the entire <laughs> week. 
Good recap there. Yeah, I yeah. Thought, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Maybe I know, just add a few curse words in between, well. and we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Brett has one of them things where he goes like this, and it pats himself on the back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even need to. It just. Just natural. Done. Yep. Just natural. All right. Well, that's all we needed from Brett then. Yep. <laughs> oh well. Before we get started on spot on spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our amazing presenting sponsor, Offerpad. All right, in case you missed it last week, our wonderful presenting sponsor, OfferPad, had some big news. They're returning for another DBC season and are sponsoring select races for Denny Hamlin and Harrison Burton in 2021. I can't think of anything better than combining two of my favorite things, OfferPad and Denny Hamlin. All of our DBC fans showed OfferPad lots of love when they saw the announcements, so welcome back, OfferPad. OfferPad has markets all across the country, including near where we're currently racing at Daytona Beach. If you have ever wanted to move to Florida and be close to Daytona, OfferPad has a market in Jacksonville that can help make that happen. Great weather and great racing. What a perfect combination. If you're interested in moving to the Jacksonville area or want to sell a home in that area, start out by logging on to OfferPad.com. If you're looking to sell your current home and move, start by telling OfferPad about your home. After you fill out the form about your home, OfferPad will come back to you with all your selling options that are no cost and obligation free within 24 hours. Consider your offer and take it because OfferPad provides competitive cash offers. If you're looking to buy a home, OfferPad can help with that too. There is no better place to sell your home or find your next one than on OfferPad.com. They make the process extremely easy. Go sell your home with OfferPad today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. First topic, I think we can spend all show on this. Penske teammates Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski wreck while leading in turn three on the final lap. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Hang on, I got something for you here, TJ. What is it? Am I going to want to see it? No, it's just a, it's audio. We have not caused a wreck that's taken ourselves out in the 500. Like That was, that was last week. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I still don't know if... I mean, they're like I. It doesn't matter what cars are in this, what cars are in this wreck. You're coming to turn three of the Daytona 500. There's, there's very little chance that you know you, if you're the second place guy, you're going to make the move. You almost have to. If you're the leader, you're not wanting to be passed. It's the Daytona 500. If by chance you can keep that guy behind you, you've got a really good chance at winning the Daytona 500. I mean, this is probably the biggest race in America. I mean, you're leading it going into turn three. You're not going to wave a guy by to do it. And I, these guys are all out there because they want to win. And I don't, I don't blame, no matter who it is, I don't blame Brad. Brad's just racing. Brad's trying to win the 500. He's gotten so close many times. Joey's won the 500, but he wants another one, you know. And no matter who it is, I, like, they're both going to do whatever they can do to, to try to, you know, prevent the other guy from passing or whatever they can do to pass the guy. Brad kept backing up to try to get a run. We kept backing up with him to prevent it. Um, no matter who that is, whether it, it doesn't – teammates don't really – to me, doesn't really make matter. I mean, you're racing for the win at this point. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Oh, you got a teammate behind you. Is he supposed to push you around to the start-finish line? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so, in my opinion. I mean, they're ra- they're racers. They're there to win, so – it doesn't really matter what the cars are. The guy in second wants to win. The guy in first wants to win. So just a uh, makes for an exciting race. I mean, I'm sure down the back stretch off of two, everyone was watching the runs and, oh, you know, getting ready. I mean, that's why everyone watches because it's exciting and it's, something's going to happen. And it'd be pretty boring if everybody just stayed in line and, oh, well, that you know, these three are all working together. We're just going to finish like this. It just doesn't work like that. 
These guys all want to win. I want to win. Freddie wants to win. If you're spotting Bubba and he's in second, Bubba's going to do what it takes to get there. If Bubba's leading the race. Yeah, if he's doing his job. If Bubba's leading the race, he's going to do whatever he can to, to maintain that lead. I mean, it's the last lap of the Daytona 500. Have there been any conversations between the team, like after the fact? Now, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's. I don't think. I think everybody knows it's the end of the 500, and everybody's going for it, and it doesn't matter. It could have been this car and that car and that car race, and their guy's going to go for the win. So, and if you don't, then I'm not sure why you should be out there. If you if so, I just so. I don't know. I'm not. You're not going to call it a bad block because it's it's the Daytona 500, like you said. Like yeah, you're well, gonna, that's why you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do whatever it takes to 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 do win the race. Obviously, yeah. But you know, obviously, you see, looking back, I, w- I went back and looked at the data. Believe it or not, Freddie finally has access to stuff, <laughs> so he can make valid arguments. So, so the, so the two. But, the, but wait, I, I want to know data or data because a few people have tweeted asking what you would data data. data? whatever oh boy i'll go with the guy in the goonies whatever you want to call it whatever he says um, so the, the two cars are running four mile an hour faster the 34 is running a little bit faster obviously pushing him um I, I think joey put himself not didn't put himself but he was in a no-win situation where at that point i don't think he's winning the race you know like he's he's gonna go all out to try to win the race but if brad even if brad hits him square he's probably gonna wreck joey and then he you know they but obviously brad's not gonna hit him square because he's going to get offset try to get around him somehow so now joey has kind of made a decision to uh this is it this is all for go go for broke right here in the turn three where you, if you stay in front of him and you actually make it through you're going to win yeah um and i think maybe going back to last year i think the better play might have been what denny did where you know obviously everything denny does is amazing but <laughs> you know um uh, who was it six and 12 got hooked up and were yeah. tandem by him and instead of trying to throw the block he lets him go, but then side drafts the second car to split him up to kind of try to generate a run down the front. Obviously, this is going, but you could go back and debate this after the fact a hundred times. But you're leading the race, and it's you don't. That's not the way. The first immediate thought, um, but you know it is what it is. And and at that point, I feel like Joey decided that this is it. I'm, I'm throwing all my cards on the table, and I'm probably. I mean, you can say what you want. You know he. You cost Penske a win, and almost cost Ford a win. You know, luckily, the Ford thirty four escaped through there without before the Chevys got around him. But you know, it's just I just think it was obviously you're going to say it was day twenty five hundred. You're going to do all you can. I just think there was a smarter play there to not wreck everybody. But it is you know. But it if is you what say it, it cost Penske the win, do you know how do you know how Ryan Newman won his five hundred? No, because uh, uh, his teammate pushed him from turn three on. Okay, I'm just saying but, but that's, I, that, that's I, not like that's not saying. I, I'm, let me ask you this: What are the chances of you not getting wrecked there? Knowing, uh, knowing the honestly, run that was coming. Honestly, we kept backing up with Brad. I don't feel like I knew Brad had a little bit of a run, but it wasn't like a. I mean, it wasn't a big as big of a run as last no, year. But it wasn't, and I thought honestly, I thought Brad knew that he. I thought Brad was going to actually aim for something off a of four because he didn't have a huge run right there. I thought because the 34 said he was staying with the two. So I thought Brad was going to make his move off of four. That was what I thought. But I just, you know, I I, don't I know. think Brad was getting when we when they we started changing lanes and Brad started changing lanes. I think Brad was getting swiped at that time already by the thirty four, and that's like and you can't move 
Yeah. Well, you, you know you can't change lanes it, when you're tandem. I mean, it's just everybody is wide open at that point. There's no more cutting oh, anybody a break. There's nah. 34 is going to be shoving Brad as hard as he can till the start-finish line. Um, Joey's yeah, going to do everything he can to block. And it just, you know, I don't it know. It doesn't matter who it is. I still think. I just felt like there was so a different would you, play would there. Would you guys have done the same thing if you were in Brad's position? Um, it just depends. I mean, you get, yeah, you got to yes, go for the win. Yes, you absolutely so. got to go for the win. But looking back at it, if you knew the guy was going to stay with you, do you make your move a little bit later and try to preserve a, at least a one-two coming across the line? Um, you know, if you know that guy is going to be behind you, do you do that? It's, there's just so many moving pieces at one time. You can't you can't blame one guy or the other for going for it. Joey felt like his best play was to stay in front of Brad at that point. Brad felt like his best play was to make a pass at that point. You know, so it's one of them deals where Brad, you know, he might have had one plan, but then the the stars start to align and he's got a bigger run than he expected right there, three quarters of the way down a backstretch, which yeah. we talked about earlier. That's where the runs about three quarters of the way down that backstretch are massive. I don't and, think Brad had as big of a run as he planned on having. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because he kept like, backing up in the middle one too, and every and I told Joe he was going to do that, and we kept backing up with him. Yeah, and then so uh, you know. It is what it is. Like, but you the thirty-four, the guy in third. Honestly, the guy in third is almost in the catbird seat at that point. Oh yeah, because you can just drive the front two through each you other. You can drive the front two, <laughs> like you know, you can drive them. You can basically wreck them both and go on. And I don't. Everybody's driving so hard at that point, and you're coming to the checker flag and the Daytona five hundred. So you're probably it's so hard to make yourself lift then because if yeah. you crack a little bit and the guy behind you gets your just even sniffs your quarter panel, you're going backwards. Yeah. So I mean, in in my opinion, the end of the day. If you if you're the kind of person that has to place blame on that accident, it's probably going on Joey just for the fact that he's trying to block a big run. But it, I mean, you're talking about the Daytona 500 and a guy that's never has Joey won the 500. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so he's trying to get another one. Um, but it wouldn't matter if they had it six. Wouldn't matter. Yeah, ten. Win. They're all just it's Daytona 500. It doesn't matter. So you know, it, if you want to blame somebody, I think that's the cause of it. But it's still the Daytona 500 and. You're going for broke right there. I mean, it's you think that's your only shot right there is to keep that guy behind you. That's what you're gonna do. I got to know has has Joey said anything to you? Like, what was his reaction on the radio when all that, ha- that oh, happened? He's upset, obviously. Right when he got done, he was upset. But that's heat of the battle stuff, you know. But I think Joey will look back at it, and I don't know if he'll do anything different next time. I think you maybe he still thinks he needs to be leading. I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to make yourself let a guy go because you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, if that guy, you know, you just don't know who's going to push who, who's going to get runs where. You just so much stuff can change from the entry to three to the start finish line now with this package. Like so much stuff can change that quick. That, and that was kind of what I was getting at about you know letting them go is because you could still you know pull him off, pull the thirty four off the two, and now the two is going to be way out and a sitting duck, kind of like last year with Newman. Yeah, and, but other, the the thirty four had quite a bit of single car help behind him though yeah but i'm just saying but if you could if you yeah. could st- no i see if what all you're you saying, could do is stall that you know all you need to do is get the two to be way out front and then you, you know the, everything changes off of four again but you know it, it's it's the it's i still think if the we risk, can, risk versus reward dude. i think if we can keep brad behind us in the three i think we have a really good shot yeah. on the race. oh i 100 percent agree with that i just don't think there was any way you could have kept him behind you yeah. i think i mean just i think that no matter what you even if he hit you that's square, what we were trying to that's in. what we were trying to prevent that's why we kept and we never really got really far out on him we got a car length and a half maybe and he kept backing up and i you know i saw it coming he started backing up in the middle of one and two, and I kept backing Joey up, and then Brad would back up some more, 
And I was really surprised that that's when the three took his run because he saw everybody backing up, and he's like, oh, this is my chance. But the problem is with this package, as soon as they hammer back down, they take off quick. Yeah. Like, it, it was tough to make. And I, honestly, I was really uh, really surprised at the lack of the bottom um, at some points in the race. Next topic, Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500 with spotter Clayton Hughes, who Martin Truex Jr. fired after 2020. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, Truex had like a direct quote from uh, like Media Week, I guess, or whatever last week that said he fired his spotter because he needed to be better at plate races. Mm. Oops. Hmm. Well. <laughs> um, you know, whatever it is. You know, the plate racing stuff, I feel like it's more on the driver than the spotter. Obviously, the spotter is playing a big part in it, but some guys are really good at plate racing no matter who's spotting for them, and some guys are just not that great at it. And, and Martin struggled on plate races. But, uh, you know, more so just happy for Clayton. You know, he's been around a long time, old cuz. Um, happy for them guys, Drew Blickensturfer, um, Michael McDowell. He's a nice guy, like 99% of his life. There was one time at, at Bristol I thought he was. Oh, that was bad. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a great guy. Uh, the Loves car wins on Valentine's Day. How, yeah. how are you going to beat that? It was actually Monday by that point. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> so, it started. It's the race started on Valentine's Day. You're saying this is the nicest guy, but yet I specifically remember a fight he's in. I said one time he was in a you said Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, he said one time. There was another fight. That was that was that was Phoenix. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault. That was Suarez going well, after him. Well, Bristol was. Uh, He's talking yeah. about Suarez at Phoenix. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Suarez at Phoenix when Suarez well, gave him that. You like you got to defend yourself. He, that was self defense. <laughs> Big tree fall hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Big tree was falling hard. <laughs> no, Michael is one of the nicest guys, and I mean, won the Daytona 500. How can you? I mean, it doesn't matter now. He's got a trophy. So I mean, Del Junior's got two of them. And he won't give me one, but um. That's how important these things are. I, I, I asked him one time, I was, hey, man, you got two of these things. How about we put one at my house? I got one word back. No. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, you know, great for him. I kind of – I don't know how to describe it, but I kind of miss the days where you – the like anybody can get a run now and almost just drive through anybody and they're going to do it. And I, I don't, I don't really like that aspect of this part of the racing. Like, like if Derek Cope's running third in the last lap, he's going to wreck the front two guys. Like, and it's, I miss the days of these guys like putting all that work in. They work just as hard now as they did back then on these cars, but they build these cars and you just knew the good fabricators would build these cars and it'd be hard, you know, hard to, harder to pass and stuff. But it was, um, I don't know. It's just this is like it's like a fixed setup race on iRacing. When you go in there and it's just everybody in the trucks where everybody can get a run and you can be four wide at the start finish line. It's just kind of like that, and it's just I don't know. I kind of I kind of miss the days. Like in 2014, we line up in the 500, and you know these guys can still make moves, but it's not this gigantic run, three car. I mean, unstoppable stuff, but they can get runs like. Uh, I mean, we were lining up against Denny, Brad, Kyle, Jeff Gordon. These are, like, top dogs that you're beating here, you know? And, like, it's good because, I don't know, it seems like now 15 laps in the race we're racing with 13 cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, spot on for Michael, though, and and that group. Man, them them guys are, uh, you know, it's an unforgettable feeling and something they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. I'm glad to see Clayton won too because he was on the roof. I uh, I think he was up there at like ten o'clock in the morning. So 
he uh, he gets up there probably the earliest out of anybody. Jason Jarrett probably gives him a run for his money, but practice or he, I don't know what he does, lunch. but he I see him getting out two three hours before the race usually and heading up there. Yeah, he's definitely one of the earlier ones. Um, but yeah, it's always a Daytona brings a lot of unknowns and a lot of a lot of spotters get their first wins at Daytona. A lot of you know, get their only wins at Daytona. <laughs> I mean, but it's a special. No matter what race you win at Daytona, it's a special. It's a special race just because it's Daytona, man. I mean, when you drive up on that place for the first time, it's uh, it's breathtaking. It's like walking into a football stadium. And when you walk out there and see the field, it's kind of like, dang, that's awesome. It's right there. But Daytona is always a special place to win no matter what. Agreed. Spot on, spot off. Contact between Christopher Bell and Eric Almirola triggers the lap 14 big one. Guess who didn't cause it? <laughs> Me, <laughs> first time for anything. <laughs> he just wants to call it out. <laughs> All right, TJ, you take it. Uh, I mean, this is same thing we just talked about. You know, in the turn three, not even really trying to go that hard. Bell runs down in there. I noticed uh, Christopher had been driving super hard most of the, like, almost noticeably trying really, really, really hard. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a new car, thinks he's got to, you know, really show, or I don't know what it is. But, I mean, he was really fast, really good, but just there was an opportunity there just to, to chill, you know. And, um, you know, down in the three, these cars can be unstable, and, you know, obviously <laughs> we know that. So you can that's a spot where you can get in trouble. The 18 gave him a good little shove, and he just kind of rolled up in there and shoved the eight just drove into the 10 too hard and turned him and took out a lot of good cars. Yeah, so like you could see he gets up there and and hits him and then kind of like offsets a little bit to the right and hits him again yeah. and that's what that's what kind of You can turns the wreck. Like You can't. Well, that's what I'm saying. That when Brad turned the wheel with us, him and the 34 were offset. When the 34 turned left to follow Brad down, I think he had already gotten Brad a little bit. Um and Brad had a, a bump uh, up in fender bumper inside of us and that's kind of you just can't you can't move when you're touched like they don't like yeah can't but, do that uh with bell you know like you said he was super aggressive all week super fast car i thought and i, I kind of we me and bubba talked about this a little bit after the duel too like when you're driving other stuff like bell was in the 95 last year and bubba was in the 43 sometimes you kind of have to drive aggressively to your car's not as good as what you're driving now. So you kind of got to drive a little more aggressively to maintain your track position or or stay up in the battle. And that's something me and Bubba talked about was leading up to the 500 was we've got a rocket ship here. We don't need to be yeah. as aggressive with it. And it just you just hate to see that that early. That whole pack was crazy. Like I told Bubba multiple times in the first 15 laps, like let's get the hell out of here. The middle of this pack is three wide, you know, moving around a lot. So what Denny did, like right away. Yeah, like it was ridiculous. I was like, where are they going? I don't understand it. Well, it's lap fifteen. We got one hundred eighty-five more to go, and now we just wiped out twelve contenders. Um, you know, it just seemed unnecessary at that point. But like you said, it's just it was hard racing. The whole yeah. pack was nuts. There's a lot of times when where I think spotters could step in when you see your guy riding, and the guy behind you just keeps hitting you when you know your guy is lifting. You know, halfway down the straightaway, riding half throttle, the guy behind you comes up and hits you. He's like, uh, I've I had a couple tweets about Joey asked, like, why is Larson hitting me? And we were all just chilling on that. We're, yeah. we're single file against the wall, and he's running to us like every lap. Like, we're legitimately not trying to go anywhere like the other 15 guys in the group. Yeah. Like, why? Saving fuel, probably. And everyone's like, oh, crap. Everyone, this is why I don't do social media stuff much anymore. Because there's people on there saying, 
oh, well, he's crying about that. Like, it's just not smart. Yeah. You hit in the wrong spot. Like, if he runs up there and turns, you're going to take yourself out. Like, we're all just riding. If you want to go, go. You know, chance it. Go down there. But, like, there just doesn't make much sense sometimes to uh, be doing that. I was scanning the Xfinity race, and there was a there's a few guys that were very aggressive, one of them being this building here <laughs> that was just running up there and hitting the guy, and they're just riding. Yeah. Um, great for the last five laps, but, I mean, 75 laps to go, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Denny Hamlin leads the most laps yet fails to win his third consecutive 500. Spot on, spot off. I'm sure it's all going to be spot on. You love Denny. Spot on. He didn't win the race. I mean, don't cry. Um, You know, it's just one of them deals where, um, you know, I thought thought the Toyotas were probably grouped together, probably the best cars. I thought the 11 was probably the fastest car. And he's probably one of the best plate racers. So, you know, he was able to get out front and control the pack. You know, he said he lead the most laps, but it was majority single file up against the top all day. Um, and then just unfortunately, the way the numbers game, we talk about this every year with, with the plate race and the numbers games, there's, you know, six, seven Fords left. There's five or six uh, Chevys, and then there's three Toyotas. And then we come to pit road, to, three of us come to pit road together. We Bell was having trouble. He kind of got shucked off the back of our little three-car pack. And... Uh, we had a, a slow pit stop, or so, Denny either Denny had a really fast pit stop, or the rest of us had slow stops, and we just got really strung out and lost control of the race. We we didn't, you know, the the pack. It ate was us weird out. how that worked out. Yeah, the, the, I actually thought those groups that pitted earlier would lose ground because the big groups going faster. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't. Um, so that cost us to lose our track position, and then once you're all back there in that eighth to twelfth on top of the single file, you know, around the top. There's nowhere to go unless the guys in front of you get racy, and they, unfortunately they didn't get really racy until taking the white. A couple guys pulled to the bottom to try and make something happen, and then the backstretch, obviously. But if you're if you're sitting back there in that eighth to twelfth range, you, you you're counting on the guys up front to do something to generate a run for you, and it just never really happened for Denny. So I think he probably ended up the best he could, fourth or fifth, wherever he was. Um, but you know, it's just uh, yeah. It's, it's his frustrating. Interview, his when, interview was fr- he was frustrated. Yeah, like you you run so good, and then you know one, and it's probably like a fast pit stop cost him the race. You know what I mean? Like getting out too fast and and not being able to. In hindsight, we probably needed a pit with this whatever group is smaller, the Chevys or the Fords, just so you don't get left like that on an island if you yeah. have a good pit stop. You know, we ended up having a group of four. Yeah. So and then I think there was I don't even remember what the Chevys were, but. If oh, you come down there with Chevys. seven, if you come down there with seven cars, the likelihood of you being able to pick up a couple guys off pit road is going to be way better than when you come down with three. And then we all, we literally all came off split up by like fifteen car lengths. And I was like, well, yeah, we're, we're going to be lucky to hold on. We the draft tried to here. organize pretty quickly off a of pit road with at least the first couple cars or whatever, and then the other two pull the other two up. Yeah, but you at least need to get two cars together. Um, to main, get how some does speed that on. work? Do you guys usually? It's called the draft. Well, I... <laughs> so there's air. I meant if you, like if you have sweet and low packets, meant... we can show you. <laughs> yeah. I meant pitting in sequence. I'm out, you have to lay your leg on the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, I meant pitting in sequence, like. You know, you talking about not pitting with all of the other Toyotas. Uh, like, it's just a team, uh, like a manufacturer's deal. The, the, all the Fords are going to pit together. They're going to get together on their chat or whatever and say, they'll okay, talk we're, during we're the race when they're. Uh, the Chevy guys were down like in um, Orlando spotting, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is there anything else about that in here, Jason? I didn't no, see anything. No. There's not. 
Yeah, so whenever Joey's like, hey, you tell the Larson we don't need to be like bumping. We're not going anywhere right now. I'm like, yeah, I would, but he's down there on Chevy Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I did hear you say that. They yeah. went, the, the Chevy spotter, the Chevy reps decided to take all their spotters off of our main spotter stand and move them down, not one, but two spotter stands on the other side of all the TV equipment. And it was, I mean, you can't, I get you it. Can't re- yeah, but, I um, get you it, can't but you really can't split it. us up like that. We don't know. Like all races, I was worried about if the Chevys decide to pit, we're not going to know about it unless somebody's monitoring the radio because the way exactly. the way we the way we communicate to each other on the roof that we're going to pit is just like everybody waving their hands, and there's no way we were going to see any of the Chevy guys waving their hands. So now you're in this big pack, and if they decided to pit, we were going to run them over. Like so, instantly. what was what was the reasoning behind it? Just they they wanted to be by themselves. Everybody thinks it's a great idea to be kind of coded and away from everybody and so nobody knows what you're doing but then they'll complain that oh we got run over coming to pit road or whatever um so it's just it's a little extreme yeah that was there's ways to get together on our main spotter stand there was especially the second half of the race it was half empty believe it or not um so i don't know that that wasn't very bright but yeah it was just that's how they work it out we try to they everybody kind of pits by themselves in their own strategy but just with the numbers of cars we had i wish we maybe had a had pit with one of the other groups Speaking of having less cars like that, Toyota's uh, racing developments, David Wilson was talking about bringing new Toyota teams into Cup to have more competitive stuff. And so this week he said, I think the sport is going to be rocked. Stay tuned when asked about new owners coming into the Toyota camp. So based on how their strategy played out and they kind of fell behind not having as many cars to pit with, do you think that's something they're going to want more cars, especially with 2311 racing? I feel like they've been working towards that and wanting that for years that was kind of their plan with um, Barney Visser's deal, and and I think, you know, and obviously now that's the twenty three eleven team. Um, I think you're going to see more Toyotas next year. I think I think you'll probably see at least two out of our shop. Um, if I had to guess, I don't know, you know, fact based on that. But if I had to guess, there'd be at least two. Um, I think you'll see a team that's out there now switch to Toyota. Um, a, you know, a, a Chevy team that's that's you know one of the lower tier Chevy teams, but. I think they're going to make a switch. Um, so uh, hopefully we get some more so stuff like that. We we have a little bit of bigger group to work with next year, or yeah, next well, year. Well, I can tell you this: you might have more if your guy doesn't cause a wreck in the turn three on lap fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that would probably <laughs> that would probably be better. I'm just kidding. Maybe. Kinda, sort of. A loose wheel puts Bubba Wallace a lap down during an all-green flag final stage. Freddie. Well, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. It's not nobody's nobody's trying to lo- leave a loose wheel. It's you're all yeah. winning and losing together. You were uh, kind of stuck on. You were kind of stuck in the back of that front group, though. Too. I was. Al- you? I was almost. I was getting ready to tell Wheels on Channel Two, like the if we had another restart. I was going to start counting cars off pit road because I felt like the bottom, if you weren't in the first two rows, the bottom, it went so fast to single file to the top that yeah. if you didn't get lucky enough to get a hole, you were going back to the back of that line, and then you were going yeah. to have to work your way up from there. Because um, we were running, I think, third or fifth you know, at the end of the stage and you know, restarted third or fifth, and then, it, like I said, got shuffled all the way back to – to 12th or 15th and there's nowhere to go we tried to we tried to do the you know pull out and pull guys back and we got hung for a couple spots yeah so it's just you just got at that point you just kind of stuck riding it's tough to do yeah and then and then you know we come to pit road for that last three car pit stop and do you think that wreck in the beginning created some of that what do you mean single file 
Oh, yeah, for sure, obviously. Um, that, the weather. A lot of times when there's weather in play, these guys want to make sure it gets to halfway, so they run single file to make sure they don't wreck and, and, and delay the uh, process. But, you know, so obviously we got a loose wheel. Um, so then we were lapped down. We got Denny got us back in line before the pack ate us up. So then we were kind of just sitting there at the end of the race. <laughs> I saw Bubba move around. And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, he went to the top. I, was, I know. And I, was I like, just got oh, done telling him. I said, no. "I said the 11th at the tail. He's going to let us in probably, or pick us up on the bottom and get us rolling." I said, "We'll be fine." I said, I said, he moves up. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> Back to the bottom. We're gonna. Yeah. I said, we're gonna be fine. The 11th's going to get us. The best place to blend from is the top. Though. Oh, for sure. Like if you is, you could split oh, the lines yeah. up. Yeah, you uh, get you know, on there and get on a quarter pan. Like or like something. Uh, who was it? Kurt. Kurt did it. Like he Kurt stayed top, yeah. And he, he kind of split. That's how Denny got up. Denny passed like yeah. four or five guys like that. Uh huh. But um, yeah. So then we kind of. I really sat. expected you to do that. No, I w- we weren't going to do that. So, and I kind of wanted to be back there anyway, knowing that we were going to be allowed down. We really weren't racing anybody, and we got in line with. We got in line. We were sitting there, one back of Danny. Danny, there was a car between us, but we kind of just rode it out to the end, just in case. He was going to need help. We just kind of sat back there, and once we took the white, I bet you were surprised about. You're like three to go. Okay, something's getting ready to happen. I was. I was okay. Two to go. Something. Gonna, okay, yeah. one to go. Nobody's moving yet. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just figured something was going to happen. And we'd be there to push the eleven, and and it never really happened. So once we took the white, and we couldn't get a lucky dog anymore, we kind of just pulled to the bottom and and, and waited and, for it. And that was we gave Danny <laughs> the option. Like that was like our way to you know. All right, we're going to pull down if you want to come in front the of us. Data shows you drove right into that wreck. Oh, did you watch the data? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got driven into that wreck. Um, data was on fire. <laughs> so we come off at two, and I'm we're we're bailing out to the bottom, just rolling to the bottom, and yeah. and uh, unfortunately got run over. Well, I shouldn't say run over, but we got hit and kind of propelled into the wreck, and it wiped out a, a really good race car. So that was just compounding the frustration of the end of the race. But all in all, I think I think Bubba did a great job all week. Uh, had Very a lot competitive. Of speed, had a lot of speed. Yeah. Um, I think he learned a lot. I think he learned kind of what not to do sometimes in the duels. I would hope um, so. <laughs> a couple of them moves. He'd get right yeah. to the front, and then he'd make one quick move, and he'd be like, yeah, stuck oh, in no. the middle. There he goes. Did you get to meet NJ? No, no. I don't think that'll ever happen. He'll, one day he's gonna ask to meet me. I would imagine if yeah. we keep wrecking race cars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I thought I thought it was a really good debut. I, you know, second in the duel, ran up front most of the five hundred. So hopefully we can keep that momentum rolling to road course racing where Bubba's really good, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do this week. Hopefully Joey's not behind us on the green white checker. Hopefully you pit for tires, <laughs> <laughs> and you aren't in defense mode. <laughs> Spot on, spot off. Ty Dillon finished ahead of Austin Cindric in the duel, but doesn't get in the Daytona 500 because the locked-in Ryan Priest finished higher, and the next spot was determined on qualifying speed. Wow, that was a mouthful. So, the thing, I read a message that said we lifted at the start-finish line on purpose. I saw <laughs> I forgot to look at the data for that. Uh, are, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> that makes... Absolutely zero sense. Well, I mean, I can see why it would make sense, but I had no I idea where those guys were or what we were. Yeah, it's not like you were off like, a turn four. I'm in my other year. I hear win. don't re- no. I hear don't let them wreck it. Don't let them wreck it. Don't let them wreck it. So we were not doing anything but just standing down there, mind our own business. And honestly, if you just would have stayed to the outside, they probably all would have pushed you. I mean, that's you gave up the top. The, yeah. the preferred lane, at least Ty did anyway. So we did not 
lift to manipulate anything at all. Like I didn't. So I I was joking this week that I was going to go back and look at that, but I didn't see anything live that looked like you. By you any can't. Means, you'll get down. spun out. Yeah, you'll get wrecked. Um, so I literally had no idea where Austin even was. Yeah. I, so and I think that um, you know it's a rule, and uh, people are uh, people were confused by it, so that they they don't understand the rule, I guess, or what, but. Just because they announced on Wednesday night that uh, Brian Priest and David Reagan are locked in, you can erase that from your mind because that's just like a fallback option for them. They're not yeah. that's not their their spot. They're that's a fallback in case they can't race their way in. So now Ryan Priest races his way in. The first so the first the rule is the first car, first open car without a charter in each race is locked in the Daytona five hundred. So that was Ryan Priest and Who's in the second race? Was it Reagan? No, uh, he wasn't locked in. No, I'm saying, but who was the, f- the highest finishing? I can't remember. Um, Might have been right. Ra- no, it wasn't Reagan. Yeah, it was Reagan. Was, was it? it? Ra- yeah, I think so. It was, huh. or, or did it end up being Cass? I, did Reagan wreck in the? No, I think, was, I think it was Reagan. Yeah, it was Reagan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was maybe I don't remember, but um, either way, in that first race, Ryan takes Ryan takes the qualifying spot. So now his fallback time. Doesn't count. Doesn't he's not needed. So, you know, Ryan's fallback time, and I think I think Reagan did wreck or did park. He didn't. Kaz got in because the other guys wrecked. So Kaz must have been the highest finishing uh, dual car, an open car in that duel. But so, but the, the, I, it's un, like I wish that they would just say, you know, they the Priest and Reagan have provisionals in case they can't race their way in, as opposed to saying they're yeah. locked in because now it gets confusing for the fan. To where, all right, Priest is locked in, so he doesn't count anymore. And Dylan beats Cindric, so Dylan's in. Well, that's that's not really I don't the way it works. Understand why we don't just put them in a race and let them race? I think we should just put all the open cars in one race. If you beat that guy, you're in. Yeah, it shouldn't. Like, why do we mix all these if, other guys if, in there? If we've got eight cars, you know, make it like a, a Concy at your short track. You know, like just run a B main, a ten lap. Yeah, just throw down LCQ to get the last DQ, chance qualifier the right here. Yeah, and I mean, there's and you can still give your you know, you know the fastest two guys a provisional, but we're taking the other we're taking the next two highest finishing besides you guys or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's easier to figure out. But yeah. I, I, to me, they to me, I'd like to see them just racing each other more rather than being mixed up with these other guys because there's yeah. there's um I don't know there there's other things that. You know, if you've got an alliance with a bigger group or something, I, I want to see them race. We saw that last a couple years ago. I remember Brett was spot. Brett was obviously spotting for Clint, but Clint was in a different duel. So Brett, I think, spotted for Tommy Baldwin's car, and I think Ryan Truex was driving it. And they were in position to get in the race. And Parker Kligerman was driving the '96 car for oh, the yeah. Gaunt Brothers. Yeah. And Kyle Busch literally dropped to the tail. Got on Parker's bumper and pushed him into the Daytona 500. Yeah. And like, so you, now you can manipulate, not manipulate it, but you know, obviously it's beneficial to have teammates. But yeah. you know, so yeah, just put them out there by themselves and let them duel it out and see what happens. Yeah, I think that'd be exciting. Ready for reaction theater? I no, oh, I, I doubt cannot it. Wait. Let's yeah, I really yeah. doubt it. Dear NASCAR, what in the hell are you still thinking? How many 500s do we have to have rain delays in before you understand? It rains every afternoon in Florida. Throw the green flag at 105 after I get my ass out of church the way God intended. Raise hell, praise Dale. 
<laughs> I just have to say, Derek, can you say that it's louder for the people in the back? Oh, because I think this was the number one tweet all weekend. It should be every weekend. I mean, uh. I mean, I I under I understand they're trying to maximize like broadcast times and all that, but has it's that, Florida. Has that been working out? I, I just don't. It's Florida. It rains every day between three and five. Between racing, I don't know the number difference, but. Is it a big risk starting later and finishing at 12.30 at night than it is? Are you losing more by doing that than you would by losing starting at 1 of, you know, one o'clock or whatever? I don't know the difference. I'm not, Obviously, there's – obviously, the math is pointing towards a later start time because they keep doing it. So, Smarter people than us figure that out, but yes. sitting in the rain delay, I feel like I'm pretty smart. Every I, time I, I do, do understand why they do it, but it definitely sucks, especially if you're at the track. It just ruins the mood kind of too. Like, I, I Honestly, I think it's awesome, the Daytona 500 ending in daylight still as well. I think it's really cool. When was the last um, time that happened? Trevor Bain, I don't know. I mean, the Xfinity race, I remember sitting in victory lane waiting for it to end and watching the sunset like, huh. It hasn't been in a long time. Ha- yeah, we won it's it 14, but... Um, 16 with 16 Denny and tricks, yeah. Yeah. That was in day, yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. All right, next one. TJ Majors, who in the f*** thought you had a spot, and why in the f*** would Haley Deegan want you spotting for her? I wouldn't have you spot a go-kart race. What in the hell are you doing? You belong in Mario Kart. <laughs> Um, wow. Okay. Well. He says Mario like Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the, the way he says that, I wouldn't want a spot for him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that, Cody. Good work. Yeah, James. I think there's one for you, Freddy. That's fine. Uh, James, what do you got? Man, I wish Bubba Watson had a better spotter. If he had a spotter who knew what he was doing, he could have won that duel. That spotter is terrible. Bubba Watson. I, I, I mean, it's, I don't know if he wants me to caddy for Bubba Watson or if he wants <laughs> Bubba Watson's caddy to spot for Bubba. I'm confused. Let me ask you this. If you had to pick right now, three-year contract from right now, spot for Bubba Wallace, caddy for Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Every, have you seen the payoffs? In them? Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I was just trying uh, to get an idea on what your contract uh, is. Well, sorry, James. <laughs> You invalidated your comment by being a moron. So, <laughs> next. Sorry, Cody says Mario. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Okay, so TJ, you look at the data all the time. Let me tell you this data. If you keep throwing these stupid, dumbass blocks on your teammate, you and him are going to win the race. So stop doing it. All right, well, Jonathan thinks it's data, so that's good to know. I didn't, I didn't hear anything Jonathan said because it was all beeps. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's obviously never been leading the Daytona 500 on the last lap either, so... Jonathan, when you get to that point, we'll have words. At that point, we can talk. Okay. Quinn House calling other cars boxes on the radio <laughs> has to be the best moment of this season already. <laughs> Did he really do that? That's pretty funny. If that really happened, that's do the, we have that's, a, do we have audio of that? I, I think I like this guy's tone. He's uh, like Quinn Huff, oh, like was. he's really it's quiet, like a radio like, yeah, announcer. Kind of creepy, but funny. Quinn was mad because Byron's, you know, fender yeah, fell off. Panel fell out so they were complaining about. I that. will say, well, I mean, you could have turned. No, it fell, it literally fell off right in front of him, and he hit it. So, and I, man, that twenty four had a lot of pieces flying around on and they it. They could. I mean, I hate the fact that they 
they could have. Th- Obviously, you see the stuff flying off the 24 car. Throw the caution. You save Quinn Huff's car, which wouldn't have mattered. But you also would have saved the 14. The 14 got a bunch of damage from that wreck. Yeah, I agree. Um, they, that car had a lot of work to be done on it still before it went out. Not to mention. About Quinn's or? No, the 24. <laughs> Not to mention, like, the 24. Honestly, when it started getting dicey there at the end, you're going to be on the front row of the 500. I probably would have taken that. I'm pretty sure whenever Brad Keselowski gets an oil change on his truck or car or whatever the hell it is, he's probably not going to ask for Pennzoil and never take Shell in his vehicle because F. Joey Logano <laughs> and his stupid late-ass block. <laughs> I don't think... Does uh, Brad's vehicle hold oil? Nah, Philip, you look like a complete <laughs> moron for that. Because <laughs> Brad's car has lithium in it. Probably, I think it's lithium, maybe. <laughs> Oh, Oh, good work, Philip. Well, Mama told TJ when he was young that data (laughs) mattered, but she was wrong. Joey crashed the field. I can't wait to hear how TJ feels. That's pretty good. I like that his was, voice. Hey, that, was, that was some practice. That was I would love to see the outtakes on that that he <laughs> yeah. took. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you want to you want to talk to me on lap fifteen? Then we'll talk about that. But when you're on the last lap of the Daytona 500, you're, you're I think um, I don't know. I don't know if there's there probably is such thing as a bad block, but I don't feel like that was a bad block. I feel like that was a guy that felt like that's what he needed to win and. There was a guy that thought he needed to make that move to win. So, um, in any position, I mean, I'm not even mad. I mean, I, we're going for the win. You got two guys going for the win. I'm, yeah, I wanted to win, but shoot, man, I, I would expect my guy to make try to make it too. I guess. I mean, all right, last one. Brett, you're on fire. You gotta get the fire put out, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> That was not at the race either. That was probably after the yeah, race. That, I think that was after. <laughs> Did that he might see him at Daytona? That, that might have be, been at five this morning. That might be why he's not here. We should maybe he has an answer to my I was text gonna, this morning. I was so. going to call him at the end, so maybe we can. Uh, let me tell you if he's. It's not eight hours. Hang on, hang on. No, it's fine. We can keep trying. I can tell you if he's awake right now. All right. Well, uh, I think that was a great start to reaction theater. That was. I mean, that was. I would give it a pretty good start. I mean, we could do better. I think so. It's all right. Send them in next week again. Yeah. Don't forget to leave an audio message. 24-7, go to Anchor. I can say Cody, Jonathan, and um, Matthew. What would Brett say? Idiots. What an idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, but I will call Bubba Watson and see if he needs any help <laughs> yeah. before next week. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash clear and click the message icon. We'll play the best ones each week on the show. Look right. the trail. I'm so sorry, Jason. Hey, donkey. (laughs) Hey, donkey. Dinner, look. uh, Pit road. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have no words. Shrek and donkey. (laughs) We're definitely going to Photoshop that somehow. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. If you're a cartoon artist and you can draw a little cartoon of a donkey, Jason, and a Shrek donor with a fedora on, please do it. Oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Which Jason, one? The, Jason, the cartoon guy. Jason, you're uh, not going to oh, get this. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to get him. 
Yeah, that what? he's like a overseas guy, right? Argentina, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's over. Oh, yeah, please, yeah. We're please go. draw a Shrek donor with a fedora <laughs> and maybe like a flannel. And, and then um, Jason's face. And Jason's face, a red-headed donkey. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's not liking this. We're, his face is the same color as his hair right now. It's well, all going to be cut well, out. It is. He'll think next time before he talks yeah. trash about us on his other <laughs> podcast. Donor, look. <laughs> This show's going to come out like Wednesday. It's going to be seven minutes long. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> All right, time for the offer pad question of the week. Do you display any of your racing accomplishments in your home? And if so, where? Uh, TJ probably has a little bit bigger room than mine. <laughs> but uh, Freddie uh, has a, a cat. I have some old, old like short track stuff. Uh, we have a room that I've been for – we've been there almost uh, two – Two and a half years now. And you say I, we, what do you mean? Like, uh, the, my whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Every so single person Freddy, with your last name. His wife so. and his brother. <laughs> so And we. John kind of took the room over for like iRacing. So now I guess my, my trophy room is, the man is, cave. A, is a man cave iRacing yeah. room now. So, But that's where I, I keep all that stuff. Um, I don't put a lot of it up. I've got a little bit of stuff that I, that I didn't know where to put in my garage like from when I was racing. I had a couple of fire suits for whenever I was like four and five years old. And I, my office, I've kind of cleaned it out. I keep my, my championship replica trophy in there and a couple other things. I I um, always keep my Martinsville clock wound up because it's awesome to hear that thing every little bit because it just reminds you of it because that's one of the coolest trophies that you can win. I actually have two of them, so I gave one to my mother and my dad's not thrilled about it. Um, but no, I just keep some stuff in my office, little things. I think one of my favorite things that I got in there is the my Goodies Dash Series Rookie of the Year trophy because back in 2003 when you won Rookie of the Year, it actually like still kind of meant something. It, it, I mean, to me anyway, it did. I mean, obviously, but you, when you were racing against some of the guys you were and there were some really good rookie classes even in in the cup side and the in the bush series side or xfinity side there was some really good rookie classes back then so um i've got a lot of little things in there not not like an overabundance i just kind of cleaned it out but i've got some i always keep my favorite wins like the 500 win champagne bottle i've got that championship champagne bottle got that and um a couple of little things i will give them credit because they're pretty good dudes. Tyler Reddick actually bought me a Daytona rep- replica trophy as well from when we won that race. And uh actually got a pretty cool trophy from Ben Rose when we won Darlington last year. So You think he's going to send you one from this week? or <laughs> I mean, he should. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting one. So, uh, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> Ben, you know where I live. All right, let's jump in the fast lane where we'll put the guys against each other in a speed trivia competition. We'll see who can answer these racing, middle school level, and other random trivia questions correctly. And we also did something fun this year. We ha- I asked the guys to fill out a survey with questions about each other. So we've got the first installment of that question. So that should be fun. All right, TJ, you're up first. Ready? Yeah. How, How- many stage points did you get? I don't know. Oh, wow. Did he- Is that it? How many stage points did Joey Logano earn on Sunday? Eight. Name a driver You're who finished now. in the same position as his car number in the Daytona 500. Austin Dillon. You're done. <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> who is Freddie's celebrity crush? Uh, I don't know who I put. That's a good one. She's hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to know her. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know, man. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> what? I don't know. What are the test tubes that scientists use called? What? Test tubes. like Test tubes. What's no, another name What are they called? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. How many Thanks. inches tall is a typical bowling pin? 12. All right. You got those two out of Somebody six else. right. Megan Fox is oh, Freddy's yeah. celebrity crush. Can't you give a hint? The Transformers <laughs> or something? Because yeah. we all know the Transformers scene. <laughs> Every, when you say Megan Fox, there's only one image a guy has. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? The little guy behind the camera. The guy behind are? the camera. Alex. How old are you? Yeah, Alex. His, name's Alex. Alex. his name is Alex. Yeah. Alex. Jason, do you know? No. Jason, He's so young. He probably never seen Transformers. He wasn't no. born yet. Jason. He might have seen like the last one. Yeah. He saw Transformers 8. Listen, when she's working on that car, we we all, if you Google <laughs> Megan Fox, and you just, just look it up, Jason. Yeah. All right, then you can call test tubes a flask or a oh, beaker. I knew that. And then bowling pins are typically 15 inches tall. Wow. Beaker Bob. I beaker. knew it. Yeah, good work. Freddie, you ready? No. Nope. That rhymed. Go ahead. It did. Poet didn't even know it. Where did Bubba Wallace finish stage one? Seventh. Who finished behind Bubba Wallace on Sunday? <laughs> you were on fire wrecking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Oh, I do know this. Uh, 47. Oh. Who is Brett's celebrity crush? Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Which planet is closest to the sun? Oh, I should definitely know this. Is it Mars? No, uh, Mars isn't on fire. Uh, I think it would be burning up. I know. I can't. Why couldn't I think A sonnet usually has how many lines? No, uh, three. <laughs> All right, we got a tie game here. Shania Twain is Brett's celebrity crush. That's a lie. Mercury is closest to the sun, and a sonnet has 14 lines. Would you like to perform yeah. one for us now? Yeah. Do you Megan know what that Fox, is? Megan Fox, so hot, too. <laughs> oh, seriously, DJ? Look at that. <laughs> That's it. That's it, Jason. That's Can one. you see that? It's a pretty good shot. All right. You have no idea. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Uh, I quit. I'm just going to look at this. TJ, you go first. <laughs> How old is Mickey Mouse? 60. Okay, Freddie. Way older than 60, I think. I'll say 89. Freddie is closest. Mickey Mouse is 92 years old. Oh. Two it's weeks okay. in a row. TJ was too Wait a busy minute. looking at that so picture he was, of Megan Fox. Mickey Mouse was born before Disney started? I don't know. The internet says Mickey Mouse is 92 years old. Oh, Dis- when do you think Disney started? Not hundred years ago. Well, Disney. The idea like, of it like started. Walt Disney, not yeah. Disneyland, maybe. When was Mickey Mouse created? All right, let's DBC pick. Oh, so I yep. win that. I won this. So after uh, Daytona, Freddie picked Austin Dillon, and he took the victory. Uh, TJ had Ryan Newman, and Brett had Alfredo, so they both wrecked out in that first 14 laps. So Freddie had it in the bag from the beginning. Yeah, well, what else is new? <laughs> So, Brett has not sent me his pick yet, so we'll get that later in the so week. So, we'll just pick for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brett will take Quinn Huff. Quinn Huff. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Good job, Brett. TJ, you're first. It out. Where are we racing? The road course. Oh. God, I could just smoke you guys with this one right here. Good. But I'm going to lose it later. I'm also just getting, I mean, I'm going to take Chase Elliott. 
Freddy? I will take... Is uh is Cindric running this week? No. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. Can so. um, I change my pick? <laughs> <laughs> I will take... Just take your boy and be done with it. My Bubba? No, Denny. Oh, no. I'm not picking Denny. What, are you saying he can't win? I'll t- You know how I'll take? I'll take... <laughs> Back-to-back Daytona <laughs> wins for Michael McDowell. All right. <laughs> well. Back to Daytona. Yeah, are you guys excited to go road course racing? Uh, we didn't even get to talk about the class, did we? T- yeah, I mean, just the hell with it. If well, you can't can we- wreck your best friend, who can you wreck? <laughs> Man, I'm not. There was like, so hold on. I got, let's just, there was like two things I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. Which I thought call. the clash was actually a pretty entertaining race. I thought the, I thought the middle of the clash was very boring, but then I thought the end was, I thought the end of the race was better than yeah. what we've had in the years past on the old. The problem with the middle is we're kind of all trying to set ourselves up for the end. So, but one thing to notice about the clash is what, what fell off? What wore out as the race went on? Tires. Tires. Exactly. How much interesting, more interesting was that race because we had tire wear? How about how about how dark the infield was? When we're oh, I know. Oh, how and the lights how, went out. No, there was no lights on. Did you get asked about the lights on last night? I told Bubba. I said, "Hey, just so you know, I can't see anything yeah. off of two right now." Okay, now it's the middle of the backstretch. Now it's. In the I creek. didn't. I don't normally use my binoculars whenever we're just kind of like chilling like that. Oh, you had to. But then I was like. I started scanning ahead, just looking around. I try to buy. I'm like, oh, okay, there he is, right there. Yeah. Um, what? So Daytona, dark infield. I had this written down, dark infield for the clash. Uh, how about the guy that hit the cleanup truck in the Xfinity race? Did you get to see that by any chance? I saw a replay of it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. So, I wasn't spotting, so I didn't know about it till the next day. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, I don't, don't think, know. I don't think anybody knows how. That I don't know. I, I know he cut a tire or whatever and came down, but. Apparently he tweeted out and blamed the spotter. Oh, because who is driving that car? Brandon Lyons, not the spotter. Brandon Lyons, a different Brandon Lyons. I think uh, his name's Robbie. Robbie, Robbie yeah. Lyons. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he said his spotter said nothing. Brand- but like, I, I don't. What do you want? Hey, I mean, you're aiming right for a safety if truck. You're, let me put right. It, let me put it to you this way: If you're driving down the road and there's 400 trucks with their flashing lights on do you need somebody to tell you that they're up there i now normally i will say stuff on the radio like they watch out for these cleanup yeah trucks. But, still. but you should still not be relying on me to spot for 400 trucks with their lights but on this is the, i don't i just don't i don't like when this, people throw the spotter the spotter yeah. didn't blow the tire the spotter didn't drive you down the track right there you have flashing lights in front of you and stuff it's just like even like a Juan broke apart and hit a jet dryer. Yeah, it's just bad timing for that stuff. I don't know those poor Daytona track workers. I mean, he might not have, but I had heard he got on Twitter and said his father didn't say anything. I don't don't know him. I don't know. I didn't see it. But that's not really. uh, I mean, I told someone else the same thing you did. When's the last time you went driving down the highway and aimed for a fire truck? Yeah, I mean, with flashing lights. So uh, me and Brett were joking during the rain delay that we need to like you know have like a one idiot award for the for the week, you know, and that guy was leading right up until Clint decided during the rain delay to tweet out that we should all just unload backup cars and put everybody back in the race. Yeah, I saw and, that. And I think that maybe he 
started drinking early yeah. that day or something. I don't know what I, the hell I will he was have talking to, about. I, I think Clint has found his calling, though, because he um, was he cannot pronounce the Benedetto either. So him and <laughs> Brett are clearly on the same page. They took the same class. But I was very impressed with Clint. I saw a lot. I mean, you knew it. We talked about it on here last year. You, this is the perfect job for Clint Boyer after racing. Um, and the fans yeah. are going to benefit for it greatly. Um, he is one of the most entertaining people I've ever been around, just even to sit and have a conversation with. So I can only imagine how good the broadcast was last night. I haven't gone back and watched it yet. He was but, uh, pretty good during the Xfinity race. But he, when he tweeted that out last night, me and Brett both looked at each other like, what What an idiot. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're 15 laps into a race. You, hey, <laughs> bring him out, what? guys. Let's restart. But the, and I think, didn't it? Rain in that race, they tore up a bunch of cars that one the, time. Uh, the All Star, but it was also the All Star race. It wasn't. It, they rained yeah. in turn one, and they it was turn one lap one. They all wrecked, and they said, "Okay, we'll start." Somebody, over. yeah, somebody asked about that, so it was because it was not a points race. They yeah. allowed it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that and it was the first lap, like the first corner, and NASCAR. It was NASCAR's fault that they threw the green while it was yeah, raining. Yeah, I mean, turn that's one. not like NASCAR didn't cause that wreck on lap fifteen. You know, so yeah, Quinn will be great though. <laughs> all right. As long as he doesn't get to make decisions like that. So, yep. Daytona this week. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to our show. And as always, thank you to our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. If you enjoyed the show or if you want to rant about it, be sure to tweet us. Tell us how you feel. Leave us a rating. Don't forget Reaction Theater. Yeah, get on Anchor. Yeah, get on Anchor. And uh, songs are great. Uh, Obviously, we encourage... um, singing questionable language but please like try to slip a couple words in there so that we don't <laughs> so we just listen to one beep the whole time if uh, you see brett drunk on the side of the road in daytona take a picture yeah. he might be walking there. home he it's uh, it's 95 to 26 so if you're <laughs> on those roads uh just uh see if you pick him up please all right have a great week or a honk when you go by yes please. <laughs> all right talk to you next week Word. Executive producer, Mike Davis. This podcast is directed and produced by Jason Schultz. Assistant producers, Leah Vaughn and Tyler Anderson. Videography by Alex Timms. Special thanks to Kyle Rush and Wendy Impagliazzo. Follow us on all social media platforms at Dirty Mo Media. You can find all episodes of Thor Bumper Clear, plus video clips, exclusive merchandise, and other original content at DirtyMoMedia.com.